0: Okay, the last time we were here, I took a really big bite, maybe too big a bite, talking about radiation. So, come on in, let's sort some of this out, and we've got a lot of things to talk about. Well, hi, everybody. I'm Bill Bateman, part of the team here at Refuse to Be a Victim Personal Protection Training. We are located in the Medford White City area of Southern Oregon, and it's going to be a busy holiday season for you and me alike. There's a lot of things going on. The first thing I am hearing is that we're very close to some sort of decision on Measure 114. That's something that happened here in Oregon. Uh, A lot has been discussed, and when the decision comes down, I'm going to dedicate an entire program to that. I have not heard anything yet, so let's move on to Part 2. I did dive into the radiation thing due to a lot of questions I was receiving from uh, from individuals that I would see at the range or folks who know what I do in my daily discussion. And it occurs to me, uh, we took kind of a, of a journey into the topic of what to do in a case of radioactive fallout. It's a deep dive. Uh, some things we learned is that, well, first of all, a dosimeter or dosimeter, By the very name, tells you how much you have had affect you, how much you have absorbed. Uh, You need to understand how much you can have. Uh, You can also need to know how much is too bad, too dangerous, can be life threatening, and what to do in that instance. Also, there are counters. So if you were to go into an area and you had a counter, you would know how much radiation was present. A dosimeter is a card that you, if you look carefully when you go to get your next MRI or x-ray, is something that one of the lab techs is going to be wearing to monitor what they're taking in. This is good to have. You need to know how to use it. The problem is, there are a lot of different terms, there's a lot of different technology, and it can get very, very confusing. You have to know the limits the human body can take. You have to know how to use this equipment correctly, and so I included links to sites that go to greater depths than I'm able to provide. I think this is too important for a casual pass. This is not something we want to say, well, yeah, I should get around this or that, and this will be good enough. That's not good. So. I'm going to step back from trying to go through and relearn a lot of this. Like I say, I did some of this in the Navy way back in the 70s. And the technology and the uh, information has changed quite a bit since then. So I'm going to step back, admit humility, admit I'm in over my head, and suggest you follow up those links that I shared the information i gave you last time i stand behind it's good stuff there are certain limits that beyond a certain point if you absorb it you are going to die it is very very serious that's why i am not a doctor i am not a physician i'm not giving you medical advice i'm requesting you my friends, and my family. You go out. If this is something that concerns you, then uh, follow some links. Get some new links of your own, and if you'd like to share them with me, I will put it out to the group. Uh, I don't want any mumbo-jumbo science. There are certain tried-and-true things that I shared last time. Uh, Amazon has some of the basic uh, iodine-type medications, and the warnings that go with it. Don't take it like you would take an aspirin, thinking you might get a headache. This is stuff you should only take if you have been exposed. So with that said, the one thing I did find that I had some good information on uh, was gas masks and respirators. You see, radiation is airborne. It's going to come down like dust uh, onto you, onto your skin. And keeping radiation on the outside of your insides Is vital. So that's where respirators or gas masks, if you prefer, come in. I looked at one site and I'm going to include the link. This is not a recommendation. This is just where I got my information and it gives you some general guidelines. Availability is a really big thing because a lot of people apparently are just as concerned as many of you. Certain sizes, are not available certain features are not available and it depends on where you go prices go from around 200 to up to 400 dollars and a lot of this is based on how it fits how many filters it has, and I'm going to say it now, and I'll probably mention it six more times just to be irritating. If you buy something that you feel confident in, get extra filters at the same time. I've been to several sites and found, no, we got the item, but we don't have any filters for it, which is kind of like a bicycle without wheels. So make sure you've got extra filters. Fit is critical. Make sure you can wear it, and by that I mean it's functional. It does not fog up. You can't take it off and clean it off. Uh, You have to have something that's not going to fog up, like when it's too cold or too hot. You have to be able to drink water through it. Some of them have accessories that allow you to drink water, or they improve your voice. So if you have to use some kind of communication device, bear in mind, you're putting a large piece of rubber and plastic over your face. You can breathe, but it's very difficult to actually be heard. So... As you're looking at these items, don't just grab and buy. Do some reading. Start thinking, okay, I've been wearing this for six hours. Can I get a drink of water? Can I wear it with my glasses? If you must have prescription eyewear, or if you have contact lenses, I know for a fact I had hard contacts for a number of years. I since had LASIKs, but at the time, I had hard contacts contacts and you can't wear them more than a certain number of hours you don't want to be in a situation where you're dealing with contact lenses in a radiation situation think that extra hour talk to extra people do that extra research the one thing that i found on the face masks full face mask i was looking at uh, flame resistant and heat resistant if you're wearing something with rubber and plastic, consider, consider what that could do. And can you get a, a carrying pouch? And they are often seen sold packaged with a hood, a yellow PVC hood or in different colors that are guaranteed to keep some of this stuff, this radioactive dust, if you prefer, off of you. Um, Bear in mind, this is like radioactive ash coming down. So do ensure what you get is adequate for you physically, as far as being able to wear it. How do you change the filters? Practice it. Are filters available? So wanted to put kind of a, a top on the radiation issue. Know that there are ways to... Manage how much awareness you have, how much dosage you've received, and counters to know how much radiation is in the area. This is a class. This is serious stuff. If something you're concerned about, let's get good information. If you want to share it, I'm happy to do that. And if you come up with something else, send it in. The address is on the front page. You know how to do that. Talking about buying stuff, and this is kind of interesting, Phil shared an article that he had seen on food availability and emergency food planning. And it's talking about the possibility of shortages. Now, we are already seeing shortages. Stop and think about that. Some of the things in the supermarket you used to see are not there or are in smaller quantities. And the unusual becomes commonplace when that's how it always is. Stop and think about this. We have global warming. A lot of heat means it's going to be hard to grow things and water is going to get more scarce. Food is a commodity. Uh we used to go out for lunch and for the just for the sake of discussion to give you a number, uh my wife and I'd go out, we grab, you know, some Mexican food, or we go out and get uh treat ourselves once a month to a, a nice steak on the weekend. The cost of doing this has doubled. very popular restaurant we had here in Talent had to stop serving burgers and is now serving Mexican food. They could not afford to continue with the cost of labor, with the cost of food, with the cost of supplies and material to sell hamburgers they had switched to a less expensive Mexican food restaurant-type menu. Um, it's good food, but it's not the burger we wanted. So we are seeing changes in the food chain. Two years ago, I started advocating, three years ago, a while back, I started advocating, you know, it might be nice to get into a little gardening yeah, and we did that, and we have each year failed miserably in some areas and really done well in others. Last year, we had a bumper crop of tomatoes, and here's a little recipe tip just totally off the, <laughs> off the res. A friend of mine said, have you ever tried smoking, putting your tomatoes in the smoker? Because I got a new smoker, and I'm nuts about it, and I said, I have not heard of this. So you cut it in like diamond-shaped pieces, put it in the smoker for at smoker temperatures, nice hickory or a night with the type of smoke pellets that you like. We gave two hours in the smoker. Tried an hour, tried two hours, and then made spaghetti sauce out of that smoked tomato product. Oh, my God. I tell you this only to get you interested in maybe... Uh, getting a little more gardening going, getting a little more things that you can grow in your area. And not all crops are going to grow in every area. Tomatoes happen to grow here. They're better in uh, the California area. I can imagine back in the Midwest, I grew up in the uh, Midwest. There was a lot of good gardening that happened. And I think we're gonna have to start growing more of our own stuff. So let's, Let's look at that. Food availability and food planning. When we look at emergency food, think about that. This is a good time of year to get things you might need to stock up, whether it's food at the grocery store or whether it's emergency prepper type supplies. Canned foods can be more difficult to use for storing, especially if you're going to be moving them around. They can get dented. They can get punctured. They do go out of date. And this is why it's so important to rotate your stock. It's also important uh, to have a good supply of water, water filtration, and things that are natural juices. And one of the big things people forget, if you've got a big supply The article Phil shared, by the way, uh, was on the emergency dehydrated foods that are available. Now, these are good. I recommend them. I use a product uh, made by the Mountain House Company. Uh, They don't have a lot of hysteria that comes with the packaging, which always bothers me. They are good for 25 years. I have tried them. I have eaten them myself. There are two problems with any doesn't matter what brand they are. Any dehydrated or emergency type food is that it can be constipating. It can also be salty. This stuff isn't bad, but it can kind of slow you down. That's where growing your own vegetables is going to come in. If it starts getting scary, it's kind of good to have a little something to keep things moving. Now, buying now is a good advice. Reconstitute your packaged foods, yes. Big thing to remember, you got to have water to reconstitute those packaged foods. Two big issues on water, and I'm seeing this more and more. First is toxins. You are hearing the term forever chemicals. This is stuff that we have created and now we're poisoning ourselves with. Roughly 70% of the world's water is permanently damaged by forever chemicals. Let me repeat that. 70% of the water is now permanently damaged by forever chemicals. That means you're going to have to work harder to find clean water, and you are going to have to work harder to purify water, if you can do it. The other thing that's really serious about water, that's how you're going to reconstitute all this emergency food, is that water is now a commodity, like corn. Or aluminum. It's a commodity and that means prices can be controlled. These are things you and I need to be paying attention to. I want to make sure in any decision that's going to impact availability of vital life necessary supplies, I have input into that decision-making process. I don't want some profit-centered corporation coming up with the plan that I have to live by. This is very important. We talked about stocking up, and it's important to remember that this week is Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is an American holiday happening on Thursdays, and then the next day companies have a big sale. I'm telling you this because I've realized in the past year or so, we have listeners not only all across the United States, but in some European countries as well. I sent a shout-out to a friend of mine in the Czech Republic. So, uh, not everybody's hip on America and their holidays. So, Black Friday is a holiday that we have here. It's a sales day. It's a super sales day. It started actually back in the 50s. The term Black Friday came up because it was to put retailers in the black before the holiday season. Well, it's now a tradition. Black Friday is now Black November, and that usually starts in September. That's a whole nother riff, but my inbox is chock full of sales from vendors that I use, people I've done business with before, and I'm seeing discounts of 30, 40, even 50% on products I might buy anyway. My point we're talking about what can you get now? We touched on it a little a few minutes ago. Get things in advance when they're on sale. You're going to need food. Food is a commodity. Food's not going to get any cheaper. And if you can get some of these dehydrated or long-term meal packages or some equipment that you need, now is a good time to do it. We're also seeing, in connection with free shipping and huge discounts, a lot of new products are being released. So, let's take two things I use. I have uh, a solar generator, and for a long time, the biggest power panel you could get was 200 watts. Well, now they're out at 400 watts. And the power station used to be 3,000 watts was the most you could get. Now you're seeing both 4,000 and 8,000 series. That means more power for a longer period of time, and with bigger solar panels, bigger charging. Well, that's all all well and good. Uh, solar power is one way. I don't believe in doing anything one way only. But it's nice to know that we're seeing continued progress and continued development. And as more and more products come out, the prices are getting better and better. Uh, knife Center, a place if you're interested in knives of any sort, from tactical knives to woodcrafting knives to just an everyday carry knife. The holidays actually are a good time to buy now because you don't have to wait till after the holidays uh, to get some good values. Although if you do, sometimes you get even more savings there. So if you're looking at ways to meet some of these concerns, check the regular sites. And I think you might find that there are going to be some really good values available to you. Talking about holidays and talking about family and the things we do. uh, I'm urging you, and I consider you family. I haven't met a lot of you. (laughs) I haven't met hardly any of you, uh, considering the fact I haven't been to Europe ever. Uh, So I'd like to urge you to focus on what's really important. Don't react to the dog whistle crisis of the minute. Oh my gosh, this is awful. I find the similarity in those emergency act now emails from 4 years ago is the same as the ones from 2 years ago to what i'm seeing in this morning's batch of please send me some money what i'm also noticing it no results there's been a constant constant barrage of let's do this with no change no nothing actually happening i equate this to repeatedly going through the drive through paying for your food, but never getting your burger. So you get back in line and go through and you do it again. Folks, let's keep it real. Let's work on concentrating on what we can control and ignoring a lot of the BS that's out there. My two cents. This is the time for gift giving, regardless of where you live. Thanksgiving, like I said, an American holiday, but we have different holiday seasons beginning now and considering all through uh, December, I do Christmas at my house. Some of you do Kwanzaa, some of you have uh, Passover, uh, Hanukkah, there's just, yeah, okay. The point being a lot of gift giving happens. Good for you. I hope you get what you want this year. Some gifts break. Some gifts wear out, and some, they're just awful, and fruitcake comes to mind. We had a fruitcake that somebody gave us back when I was growing up. My dad kind of looked at it, and he just put the bowl back on the box, and the next year, he gave it back to the family that gave it to us. We regifted that fruitcake for 14 years, and my folks' home burned after a big fire. And then upon exploring the wreckage, we found a set of towels that was untouched and the fruitcake was the only thing in the garage that survived. That fruitcake actually was passed back and forth until a hazmat team was called and they finally took it out one Saturday afternoon. The point I'm trying to make here is the best gift that you can really give is knowledge. And I look at things that I was given as a young person, and I look at things I've been given as an adult and some training I've taken, and it's skill building, and it's confidence, it's self-awareness, and it's a new perspective. And that's why I'm talking about gift certificates. We're already seeing some interest in those, and yes, we do have gift certificates on all of our classes. Uh, We even have gift certificates for the private personal training. Uh, You do still have to let us know you're coming. You can't just show up. They're not redeemable for cash, but uh, they are something that you can give, and you know it's going to be the right size, the right color, and it's going to be utilized. Speaking of gift certificates and speaking of classes, our next CHL class is on uh, December the 9th, Saturday, and we hope you will be joining us or perhaps gift that someone a CHL class. After the CHL class, you can take a concealed carry mastery. Those are great. You've got your CHL. Now what are you going to do? And uh, we are also seeing a delightful uptick in the basic new shooter classes. These are persons who are either going to reach out and make that first firearm purchase or have purchased it, but you're wondering, now what? How do I use this? How do I clean it? How do I load it? What are the range safety rules and etiquette? You'd like to know what you're doing when you head on out to the range. So classes an excellent way to start the new year, and we hope that you'll be joining us for that. If you got any questions, please feel free to share them. I'm looking forward to uh, responding to you i'm saying happy thanksgiving to the folks that do that and uh, happy holiday season to the folks out of the thanksgiving zone in, in no matter what you're going to do be good to each other be safe keep your head on a swivel and we'll see you next week right here at the very same spot bye for now The preceding program was a presentation of Retired Guy Productions.